Hello, and welcome to the Random Horror Show. I am your host, Casey Lacey. How y'all doing out there? And tonight's podcast, we are going to be film commentating, randomly talking about Maniac Cop, the 1988 film, horror and crime, all of that jizz with Matt Cordell as the undead cop that has been done so freaking dirty by the city of New York. He's a good cop. He was a great cop. Kind of like, I want to go do that Renegade. You all remember that show, Renegade? With Lorenzo Lamamas, 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 you know, he was a good cop, he was a great cop, you know, and they killed his wife, and so he became the renegade. Well, this is the opposite. <laughs> Matt Cordell was killing innocent people. But uh, it stars, of course, Bruce Campbell. We are doing a month of Bruce Campbell movies. Um... Bruce Campbell has always been my favorite, favorite actor. I've seen him in Evil Dead 2 when I was in high school. I was just like, oh my God, this is the most handsome man. I love that cleft chin. And yes, that is one of my weaknesses is the cleft chin. <laughs> Bruce Campbell has been in so many movies from Dark Man to the Spider-Man trilogies. Of course, all directed by um, Sam Raimi. Um, Maniac Cop has Sam Raimi in it. He does like this little, you know, cameo. He's one of the reporters over the St. Patrick's Day parade. Well, anyways, if y'all are very unfamiliar with Maniac Cop, it has a guy on here. His name is Robert Zadar. And, um, he... He was Matt Cordell. He's also been in a whole bunch of movies. Um, sadly, he did um, passed away. Um, he was very, 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 uh, he was a very interesting guy. Um, he had like that build, you know. Um, he suffered from like a, a rare disorder from his jawline um, being very um, huge. It was, it's called cherubism, you know, like the cherubs, you know, part of the like, angel sex and stuff like that you know you have like seraphats and all that stuff but he literally just like did not give a damn you know <laughs> he just didn't give a damn like how he looked and, and really he was he was very nice looking he really was and um I didn't see nothing wrong with it I was like oh I, I was like that's pretty interesting how his you know the bottom of his chin was you know and his jawline and I was like, huh, I was like, he's still pretty good looking, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I found that very unique. But this movie was written by um, Larry Cohen. Um, familiar yourself with Larry Cohen movies, like we did The Stuff, uh, we did Q, The Winged Serpent. Uh, Larry Cohen was like really, really big and basing a lot of his movies in New York, like I said a couple months ago, um, how... You know, Larry Cohen was just like so big of like having his movies that are made in New York and he really like set the scene and of course that was a different time in the 80s where you can shoot films um, in the 70s and the 80s in New York. Um, now you have to have, you know, a permit to like shoot in different parts of um, boroughs in the city of New York. But Maniac Cop starts off as people just getting randomly killed and they all like, you know, keep saying it's a police officer. It's a police officer that's killing people. So you have Jack Forrest, excuse me, Forrest, which is played by dun, 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 Bruce Campbell. He's also a police officer. He's a rookie, but sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. His ass is cheating on his wife. Um, they have like so many marital problems going on. You know, he has like, you know, he has like a side piece and stuff and she's on the force too. Um, the wife catches them <clears throat> in a very compromising position. Oh yeah. She was mad as hell though. She really was. And she had that gun too. I was like, she, girl, shoot them both. <laughs> 
But unfortunately, um, his wife was murdered by the maniac cop. Um, so Jack Forrest is framed for the murder of his wife. And though he was like, I don't want to get her in trouble, you know, because that's fraternizing, you know, on the job. Like I said, people, you know, quit doing shit like that. Don't be like sitting there trying to chase your co-worker skirts and, and pants and stuff. You know, how my grandma say, I don't want no pair of pants, you know, <laughs> I'll be chasing the pants and them panties at work. So they're on the case and he's locked up in jail, you know, it's up to his boo thing. It is also up to um, Frank McRae, which is a lieutenant. He is like, I'm burnt out, but you know what? This smells so wrong. Um, they found out there's a lot of corruption, like within that precinct. Um, you have Richard Roundtree since um, he done came back from, you know, Q you know, grabbed his ass and shit. So he reprises in another Larry Cohen film. Um, some really, really great actors, especially um, Tom Atkins, who played Lieutenant Frank McRae. Um, he was in Night of the Creeps. That is a really good science fiction-y horror movie right there. He literally acted his ass off in this movie he really did in night of the creeps and that is a real good movie um check out night of the creeps i mean it's it, it, it's it's an interesting film i tell you that and i always if i catch it on tv i always watch it I always catch maniac cop on tv also you know because it's just a, it's just it's a really um intriguing horror film that has to deal with police corruption and you know with the current situation um, right now of with police corruption and police brutality and everything. I'm not going to speak on that right there, but you know, we're going to be having fun with this movie and stuff, especially this is Bruce Campbell. Um, you know, a couple of his roles that he's like really, you know, really, really getting pretty good. You know, people starting to notice him. And Bruce Campbell did a excellent job of playing Jack Forrest, the rookie cop that is cheating on his wife with <laughs> one of the higher ups and vice and everything. But it was, it was, it was a really solid film. I know a lot of people are not very, uh, you know, not really into something like this because, you know, it's a B movie, but it is actually a pretty good B movie, especially, you know, from Larry Cohen, because Larry Cohen did produce a lot of um, B movie horrors, uh, movies that are like, you know, in New York. And I like how, like, how it aged, like the, you know, the greediness of it, but they didn't shoot a lot in New York. They just like had a couple of scenes from New York, especially the um, St. Patrick's Day Parade that you seeing Sam Raimi in and the rest of it, you know, it was somewhere else. But anyways, um, like I said, we are doing like our Bruce Campbell month. Um, Bruce Campbell is born in June. Um, he is a cancer. Uh, my mother, she was born in June too. Shout out to her. Rest in peace, mom. You know what I'm saying? Um, she was like really, like really big with Bruce Campbell. Like when he played Briscoe County Jr. Like she loved Briscoe County. He, yeah, she was just like, oh, okay. Now I see the appeal of <laughs> Bruce Campbell now. Cause she was like, I don't understand. And then she's like, she's like, oh, because it's a Western. That's the reason why she liked uh, Bruce Campbell was he in the Western. And of course, she's seen him in Xena Warrior Princess, Hercules. And then she's like, oh, okay. You know, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. But like I said, we are going to be kicking off with our Bruce Campbell month. Um, you know, I seen him at the gas monkey about like four, three, four years ago. He had this little game show thing and yes, he like, he, he said something to me. It was so funny, but, um, I'll, I'll talk to y'all about that. <laughs> like after this break and everything, and we are going to be taking a little you know, a little break and everything, and we're going to have, like, a little short message from our sponsor from Anchor FM.
All right, we are back with Maniac Cop with our month of June of Bruce Campbell movies. Excuse me. Let me get a sip of water. Mmm. Mmm. But back what I was saying, um, I was dating this guy, and we went to go see Bruce Campbell. He, like, surprised me. He was like, hey, Bruce Campbell's going to be up there in Dallas. And so me and my kids and um him, uh, we went to go see Bruce Campbell. And he he always wanted to do this type of game show because he felt like I could be a game show host. I mean, he really literally can't be a game show host. I mean, he has that pizzazz. He and everything. He had like a bolo tie. I'm like, what in the heck? <laughs> I mean, he just looked like somebody old daddy, but he was still handsome, though. And my son, he was around 11 or 11 or 12, something like that. He, like, looked, he's like, he done got old. <laughs> so did my daughter, like, damn, he done got old. Which reminded me when I went to go take him to see Depeche Mode. Uh, they came to Dallas. It was 2017. And both of them, they're like, they got oh, <laughs> I was just crack. I crack up at their reaction. But uh, there was like a question. I'm trying to remember. Yes, the question that he was um, asking um, somebody, they, there was two of three other people that didn't get the question of the panel. It was about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and what, uh, Xander, uh, said to Willow. And I had the answer in my head. I really had it at the tip of my freaking tongue. So I buzzed in, buzzed in, buzzed in, you know what I'm saying? And... And and he was just like, you with the flower in your hair. And I was just like, oh my God, Bruce Campbell is saying something to me. And I just froze. I did. I froze because Bruce Campbell was talking to me. I mean, think about it. When you've been watching all this man's movies, watching his shows from Briscoe County Jr. to Jack of All Trades and seeing him in Xena Warrior Princes and Hercules. Um, I did not watch Burnos. And you just see him and you get so excited whenever you see a cameo of Bruce Campbell in different movies. Or you see, you're like, oh my God, it's Bruce Campbell. You know, because he is, he is literally known. And then Bruce Campbell is asking you this question and you just had a brain fart because you just got too excited. It's Bruce Campbell. You know the answer. And it's at the tip of your tongue. And it's gone. So that's one of my Bruce Campbell <laughs> stories right there. But it was really good to like see him in action. He is hilarious. I mean, he just with the one-liners, oh my God, everything, which you can imagine. And I know so many people have told me so many stories when they met Bruce Campbell. Um, My friend Karate Man has met Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi and Ted Raimi. And I was just like, man, I'm so freaking jealous of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so freaking jealous. You met all three of them. Damn. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, damn. But but he, 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 I, I'm telling you, I froze the hell up. And I was like, oh my gosh, Bruce Campbell is actually talking to me. <laughs> he's, he's asking me a question. Nobody didn't even know the answer. <laughs> but somebody had the answer to it and they answered. I'm like, God dang. And I missed out. He, he Was he giving out money? I think he was giving out like tokens or money or uh, uh, tickets or something. I don't know. But I missed it. And I was just like, 
I, I was like, damn, I let everybody down. I, I was like, I let my kids down. I let my, my ex boo thing at the time down. <laughs> you know, it was like that. But it was, it was, it was really great. And I have some more Bruce Campbell stories, you know, whenever we get the ball rolling uh, with like our month of Bruce Campbell. And yeah. That's, that's that's my Bruce Campbell moment right there, but it's interesting that there was two people that I dated, they actually met Bruce Campbell in person. I was like, what is this, Six Degrees of Bruce Campbell? Yes, the Six Degrees of Bruce Campbell. It really is. But tonight's podcast, um, we are going to be chit-chatting and randomly talking about Maniac Cop. Maniac Cop was, like I said, it was one of those uh, movies that was really uh, different. Uh, We have never seen something like this where you had a police officer that is turned into the bad guy in this. Uh, Of course, there's like a few movies like that, but it was more like suspense. Um, This one is like mystery, suspense, um, horror you know, all slapped into it, written by Larry Cohen. Um, you know, like I said, he was like the really, uh, you know, the, the, the master, like with a lot of his um, B-movies, uh, which, you know, have, um, we recognize like Michael Morty, who has played in Law and Order, uh, so many movies. Um, you know, we have Bruce Campbell, you, you know, you see t- uh, Sam Raimi in this one. Um, Tom Atkins. Of course, we've got Shaft in this movie, Richard Roundtree. And, you know, he had like a really great cast of people that actually, you know, you see today, uh, you know, either they're retired or they're still working like Bruce Campbell. Um, you know, even it was really good to see Richard Roundtree um, in the last Shaft movie. That was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty funny, though. But, um, Yes, let's go right on ahead with Maniac Cop. Well, oh, Jack, you know, he is not introduced in this movie, but a little bit later on. But we have, like, a woman, she's, like, running from her life because she comes out of the bar and there's some old low-life thugs and stuff. You know, they were um, trying to rob her. You know, she put that hookadoo Chim chim chim, you know, karate chop, you know, on their asses and stuff, and they just kept running and kept running after her. Well, she was like seeing a police officer standing right there in the park, just standing right there. You know, I don't I don't think, you know, she was too worried about like the thugs to like catch up with her because she don't want to get, you know, hurt or whatever. And the uh, mysterious police officer bricks on that, brick your neck. Broke your neck, like Buster Rhymes, broke her neck. So later on, you know, that morning, they caught the thugs because somebody um, seen what they was doing that night to the young lady and they turned them in. Um, they kept saying it was a cop that killed her. That was a cop that killed her. It wasn't us. We just, yeah, we're going to rob her purse. You know, we're going to get her stuff and everything. But we did not kill her because we not, like, we ain't that cutthroat. Maybe we would have, like, punched her in the face and stuff. But we're not that cutthroat to, like, break her neck. Well, Lieutenant uh, McCray, he seen, he just looking, and he was like, ooh, you know, I know this girl, you know, you know, I knew who she was. And that is a really big handprint on her neck. You know, how can two guys break this lady's neck, you know what I'm saying, so he was just like, hmm, interesting right there, so they did the autopsy, and you know, he was just like, no, I don't think so, the, it was not these two guys, but still, they went on ahead and um charged the two um, low-life thugs, you know, with, you know, her murder, and so, they kept getting, like, all of these, like, reports. There was, like, a guy in a car, his chick, you know, there was, like, cruising, you know, down the streets and stuff, with a little badass little car and stuff. Uh, they got murdered. Uh, there was, like, 
so many rat uh so many reports of like so many murders and it kept saying it is a cop it is a cop is a cop that keeps get you know murdering all these people like they're like everybody in new york and around in that area was like so terrified because they're like oh shit there's a cop murdering innocent people um can y'all explain this shit you know what i'm saying they were just like whoa so lieutenant he meets one of the reporters and he was like hey i'm getting a lot of intel and you know go ahead and we're gonna run this story because this is really serious um we don't want the people to like extremely panic panic but we're gonna let them know this is not one of ours um, this is somebody else's, you know, posing as a cop and just going and just murdering, you know, innocent people around the city. So she ran it and stuff. Oh, yeah, they got like really pissed off and everything, you know, especially the commissioner who was um, played by Richard Roundtree. And he is actually part of the corruption of that precinct and uh, with the mayor and stuff. Um, that has like done Matt Cordell wrong. Well, <clears throat> we have Bruce Campbell's character, Jack Forrest, and man, I'm going to tell you this right here. It is something about when y'all be cheating and shit, somebody always end up dead. I, I, I mean, I went over with Hellraiser. Larry's dead. Went over with uh Dark Shadows. Josette is dead. And then half of the uh Collins clan. You know, y'all cut all that shit out, man. Cut that shit out. <laughs> cut it out, though. But like Jack, he is like, well, I'm finna go out and you know, I got called on duty and stuff. Fucker is lying like a son of a bitch. You know, his marriage is like going in the toilet. His wife is terrified. Um, During this time, like, a lot of people was not treated mental illness, like depression and anxiety. Like, it was just, oh, you know, they just going through that. Well, they'd be over and whatever and stuff like that. But his wife was really, she had, she had it severe. And she was just so constantly worried. She constantly worried about Jack, you know, being out there. There's like this killer on the loose, uh, you know, especially with the complications and the dangers of his job of being a policeman. And then you have, you know, her marriage was like going to shit. And she was just super worried. She wanted to like make this work out. And Jack was just like, yeah, whatever. I just got to go. You know, he was... He was just all like that. And, you know, she did express that, like, sometimes I am a little terrified of you. And he was just like, oh, how come you didn't tell this to the therapist? I'm like, you old asshole. Remember, I know it's a character that Bruce Campbell was playing. But seriously, he was a pretty, he was a dick in this movie. And, and he was just like, whatever, I'm leaving, you know. So he left out, and there was a call on the phone. She picks it up, and it was this unknown voice, and it was a woman's voice. He's out tonight, you know? And she's just like, what the heck? Who is watching the house? Who is watching Jack? You know, she, now she is, like, neurotic, you know, overly you know just just red alert you know orange alert red alert she is like okay what is going on and so that voice that was on the phone you know gave her a clue and you know she like was following jack and jack made it up to the hotel when he's not when he's supposed to go to work and she sees him. She's like, oh, snap. This fool cheating on me. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? She had the damn gun, though. You know what I'm saying? Before she left and that strange call came, she got that gun and stuff. She's like, I don't know what's going on. But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and protect myself. I don't know what, what was, what's the deal. 
And so she went up to the hotel clerk. She's like, hey, can you open up this door? You know, can you give me the key? You know, my husband went up there, you know, no, 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 no. And then the hotel clerk got, yeah. <laughs> He's like, get him, girl. You know what I'm saying? And so she creep up there. And she opened the door. Man, that felt like some R. Kelly trapped in the closet stuff, though. I do not like R. Kelly, but I did watch Trapped in the Closet. That was the funniest shit ever, but I still don't like R. Kelly. But she creep, creep, creeped inside. She heard some noises, and it was somebody moaning and groaning, saying, baby, hey. Yeah, she seen her. She seen Jack and old girl. You know, they was all like in so many positions and shit, you know? And I was just like, damn, girl. Man, I was just like, this shit made me mad, though, for real. This shit made me mad. I was just like, I was like, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> I was ready to fight. I was like, I'm gonna fight your ass. And she takes out the gun. She's like, I'm finna kill both of y'all. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you kind of tell I, I have been cheated on before. I really have. And um, that's not a good feeling. You probably y'all probably like, dang, okay, I understand why she like that. But Jack's like, put the gun down. And then his like little old boo thing. She's like, tell her to stop. I would be like, you shut your damn mouth. <laughs> I'm finna shoot him. And yes, little PSA. You know what I'm saying? She really did did the right thing to, to point the gun at him and shit. Cause he the one that like fucking started it though. He the one entertaining it. And that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? I wish it was more shit like that and stuff, but I mean, don't kill him or nothing like that. You know, that'd be terrible and stuff. And we don't want you to go to prison, but uh, still scat ass and divorce their ass. That, that ain't shit to be worked out right there. You know, you got your dingling and some other chick and everything. You know, that's a wrap. You know, case closed. Like that. So, we're going to throw the gavel down. So, she, like, leaves. You know, she's very distraught. I mean, seeing your husband, y'all going through so many marital problems. He's just blowing you off. And, you know, you know that woman's self-esteem just went down to the round seeing that you know and then of course she's a blonde you know chick's a brunette and she's just like god dang i mean she is like all over the place with her feelings and her thoughts oh my god so she runs and she runs out she's going down the street i mean she is distraught and then a big old pair of hands come and grab her ass and shit and she got got she got got, though. She did. She got got by an old, old maniac cop. Old maniac cop grabbed the ass. And so, he was at work. They was, like, you know, getting a briefing and everything. And one of the, like, you know, the commissioners, the lieutenants and stuff, told him to come on. Come here. And he was like, all right, you know, what's up? What's going on? And everything else. He's like, man, we done found your wife murdered and we you 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 the suspect he like what you know he didn't seem like too distraught that she wasn't murdered i was like what <laughs> i mean at least have some feelings and stuff show some type of sympathy and empathy and crying and shit break your ass down and stuff this fool like what i didn't murder my wife like fool they charging you with this shit you better come up with some answers quick bro you know what i'm saying chuck chuck jeff james come up with some answers though you know what i'm saying so they placed him under arrest he was thrown in jail 
and they was interrogating him and they was like trying to pin the rap of like him murdering his wife because you know she was last seen at the hotel of she ran away he was seen at the hotel um he was trying to protect his boo thing and he was like yeah boo thing is on the force with us and yeah he was he was just he just didn't want to put her in the mix of all this and i was like oh but that's your damn fault for doing this shit if you didn't go up to the hotel room and was sticking your dick all up in her and everything she is involved dummy like you the one that started remember that motherfucker started it <laughs> he started it all y'all like damn she hollering yes i'm hollering because he did start it. You can't, like, sit there and, 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 like, trying to pussyfoot your way out of this. You brought her into that. You the one that started the affair. You brought her into that situation. Now your wife is dead. You're going to have to give her up, though. But anyways, we're going to take, like, a short break. And we're going to hear from our sponsor. And we're going to go into the second segment of Maniac Cop. All right, we are back with the second segment of Maniac Cop. Tonight's podcast, as we go on and kicking it off with a whole month of Bruce Campbell. So, where was I? Yes. Uh, yeah, I was sitting there uh, ripping um, Jack a new asshole. <laughs> but he is locked up. Um, you got McCray. He... Uh, finds his um, boo thing and she's on the the beat you know she's pretending to be a prostitute because she's on vice uh, I like the way how she uh, handled up old dude and stuff you know he was trying to look for a, <clears throat> a date and she's like go home to your wife and kids I was like hmm that sounds so familiar right there well, sometimes what I be saying when motherfuckers be sl- sliding in my DMs like uh, don't you have a wife and kids <laughs> you know so she's like going around the corner and there's like maniac cop, this mysterious, you know, cop right there. And he like comes to her and she was talking. He just kept coming to her. And he starts like hitting and beating on her and shit. She takes out a gun. Pew, 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 pew. On McCray, he's like on the, uh, on the way to like talk to her because, you know, Jack is locked up and you know he told told mccray like look she is the one that knows and she knew my whereabouts she is my alibi and so you know she heard he heard her scream and he looked he's like oh snap you know what i'm saying i mean she was fighting him off shooting and shooting he came out you know old dude came out slash slash you know like against the knife his hand and turned around he's gone he disappeared and they were just like what the heck just happened he takes her to the bar you know she is shaking up really bad and she's just like i done put a whole bunch of bullets in him and i know you put a whole bunch of bullets in him too how's this dude still walking around and she's like his hands was cold as ice and they was just like, we're puzzled. So he like puts her up, you know, at his apartment, you know, to protect her. Not only that, you know, this guy who's impersonating a police officer is killing innocent people. Now uh, she's in danger. And so, you know, that in that process right there is that, you know, Jack is innocent in this. And that, like, Jack is not the person that they was going to, you know, they're doing the same thing uh, with this, with um, Officer Cordell. And so, uh, McCray, like, finds out, like, all of this, you know, this police corruption. Cordell, he was uh, decorated. He was honored. He was a great cop. I mean, he is putting criminals left and right in prison up there in Sing Sing. You know, he was about to expose the people that um, in the station um, from the mayor down to everything, you know, that had a part 
of him going to um, prison. So they framed Matt Cordell and they put him in Sing Sing in the place where he put everybody at. And so they're like, oh, snap, you know, inmates like, oh, snap, we finna get him now, we finna get got. And, you know, if you had a cop, if you know anybody or uh, an ex-cop or something like that, you know, I mean, shit happens and they go to prison. Yeah, he's like number one on their list, especially if he has put them behind bars. And so they got him. They shanked him and shit, you know. Shit, them damn pair of Levi's and them and them denim shirts and everything. You know, they they did like hell. Fuck it. You know, we finna shank this fool in the shower. You know, swoosh swoosh. And no, it was no Mexican wearing no boots. Now it was no man. It was a bunch of white boys and they had boots on and stuff. So they shanked shit out of his ass, stabbed him about so many times, cut him up and everything, and. You know, and that was like it. So we're just like, wow, okay, he he got slashed the hell up in prison. You know, they shanked his ass. And so how in the heck did this dude now, now they find out is Cordell, but they're just like, he's supposed to be presumed dead because he died in Sing Sing from, um, you know, an attack in the shower. And they was just like... I don't get it, you know, just like, is this dude dead, is he a zombie, is he what, you know what I'm saying, this is a little murky right in there and stuff, but this is Cordell killing innocent people, but he's also having some help, you know, because Crady found out there was a young lady that was on the force, and you know, they was like all in love and, you know, they was going to get married. And, you know, of course, you know, he just trying, you know, he trying to make his time, you know, to be with his lady and stuff. You know, they was going to get married. You know, of course, you know, he was like, he was all about his job. And, you know, come to find out that like when she found out that my, uh, Cordell was going to prison and he got hurt, you know, he's presumed dead. You know, she try to commit suicide but they said yeah she's crippled so crazy like hmm i think we have somebody up there in the station that's actually crippled so he put the clues together and find out like this is the person right here that has been giving um information from the inside to cordell to like kill uh different people to like frame Jack for the uh, murder of his wife so they can get, you know, get that off of him so he can continue to get to the people that have really done him wrong and sent him to prison where he, you know, got shanked. And so there's like this uh, part where he goes to like Pier 14, okay? So... Oh, like McCrady and stuff, you know, he goes and follow girl, you know, she was like, we're going to get him, baby, you know, we're going to get him what they did to you, you know, she, I still love you, and, and, and you know, she gave him some kisses and everything else like that, you know, McCrady made a noise, shit, she went to pop, you know, busting caps and everything, pew, 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 you know, so, <laughs> crazy like shit i gotta get out so he got on out so he was like aha you know got this chick you know she had a glove that um cordell had because cordell's hands was like so super cold and he wore those gloves to not have any type of um fingerprints and evidence like whoever he killed and she had it in her purse um crazy she he went and he was like, okay, I'm opening this purse and found the glove of Matt Cordell's. Well, anyways, Cordell had this damn dream. You know, he was like, man, forget this shit. I done been done wrong. I'm finna get and go right now. So he goes up to the police precinct and... He kills, like, all those police officers. 
And so when um, Boo thing of like Jax and stuff, she was doing the little interrogation and stuff. But they were really like, you know, just seeing each other because he's been in there for a long time. And Crady like knows that they're, they're, you know, he's innocent. So he was just like, yeah, I'm going to play it off. And, you know, she's interrogating him and stuff like that. And so you hear all this commotion and everything. They go out and they're like, oh, snap, there's a dude hanging right up here. Oh, snap. It was just like dead hanging bodies of policemen. And they was just like, oh, snap, this is scary right here. You know, um, McCready gets attacked uh, by Cordell. Cordell is slanging his butt everywhere. And, you know, they're like, oh, snap, it is Cordell. They see him. They're like, oh, crap. And so Bruce Campbell, you know, in a little action pack, you know, he got the gun and stuff. He was like, doo, 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 doo. you know, like I said, like, oh, snap, look at here. Look at Jack. Look at Jack. You know, he going, trying to like, he told old girl, go get in the car. You know, he going to try to find McCready. Um, he finds uh, his boo thing, Cordell's boo thing, heart, uh, dead because he just got so pissed off. Like, you know, he's like, Forget it. You know, this is over. I was like, damn, man. Why did damn? That is a very <laughs> horrific way to break up with the woman. That I was like, damn, Cordell, for real? That chick like helped you out. She was your ride or die. But then again, like I said, whenever you a ride or die, you either gonna die. And she died. And it was and she died by Cordell's hands. You know what I'm saying? But damn, that was that was really shitty breakup right there. Boop, 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 bust up at the wall. I'm like, God dang. So Cordell, I mean, he chumped on McCready on outside the window. Oh my God. Now it's a whole heap of mess right there. Jack's like, man, let's like, let's let's go. So one of the um police officers, he was like a detective or whatever. He was just like, no, you ain't going nowhere. You done done all these murders. You done killed everybody. I'm thinking to myself, how the hell did one person right here gonna kill a whole bunch of police officers and then gonna be like straying some of them up and everything? You know, how 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 is he gonna do that? How? Like, that dude is not that strong. I mean, you could tell, like, Jack was at least about 6'1", 6'2", like around 180 maybe 75 pounds, like, how that cat gonna do that, like, he ain't, like, no super, like, hero and shit, he ain't no damn sky high right there, you know what I'm saying, so, oh, like, Cordell came out, shit, he killed, like, old detective ass and everything, shoot, like, oh, Jack broke it down and stuff, he ran, and they had to get away, though, I mean, because it is, like, so much, like, dead bodies, and they put an APB out on both of them, and they was just like, okay, McCray, like, have all these clues. And he said to, like, go and talk to this doctor in Sing Sing, the coroner, who done the autopsy on Matt Cordell. So they got up there and they got the Sing Sing. You know, they used McCready's name. Um, They talked to the coroner. And the coroner, you know, he was like, no, nah, you ain't no uh, McCready. You know, you ain't Frank McCready. You know, you, you the other dude, you know, what, 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 you know, don't be coming up to me, be hassling me about this stuff. And they were like, nah, we're going to hassle you because this dude is sitting there killing a whole bunch of damn people. Uh, we done had a, a lady that got so scared that she shot an innocent police officer. Um, people now don't, you know, have any faith in cops at this moment and you have something to do with this what just happened and so he explains it to them that like cordell he thought cordell was dead and he was doing the autopsy this dude was kind of barely alive but he was brain dead so he was pronounced brain dead and so they took his remains and they you know put him in a cemetery but really Somebody picked him up, which is Cordell's boo thing. So Cordell's boo thing picked him up and she took him to Pier 14 where, you know, 
he got, you know, kind of sort of kind of nursed back together, really weird and stuff like that. And he also had like all the slashes and the cuts and everything all over his body. And he was just like, I can't, I, I, I don't understand how somebody can get cut up like that and still be somewhat alive. How did he survive that? Well, he survived it and shit because if you think about it, you've been wronged, but you've been right. So you're going to get your vengeance and your, you know, on the people who have done you wrong. So that what was the spirit of that, like kept him alive, even though he's brain dead, but it was the, I guess, I guess what you call it, like the uh, reanimation of like that thought of that because it because Cordell was really pissed so he was really he just doing his time he didn't say shit you know he just like I just gonna do my time in here I'm just gonna watch my back you know and 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 then he noticed that like well damn they they finna get me and I guess he kept like that in his like brain that I must still go on you know now I have a chance to get to the people that I need to get. And so they left out of the office. They like, man, you are a part of this. It is your damn fault. You know, we can't go and like put all these charges on you because you did a fake autopsy. He was not buried in the place that he was supposed to be buried. And yeah, you're, 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 you, you know, you, you need to go to jail your damn self, you know, since you work in Sing Sing, you know, you be need to be in Sing Sing, like, for, like, three cots, you know, was what, the, how they call it, like, uh, a cot and, and, and three square meals or whatever and stuff like that, my, like, prison lingo is, like, so gone, my dad was a, a CO, so some of that is gone, <laughs> but they get back, and they was just, like, all right, Jack, you hot out and everything because everybody's looking for you. You know, this is like during the St. Patrick's Day parade. And they're like, okay, we're going to be like in public. You know, we don't want no, you know, funny stuff to be happening. You know, we're going to do this in the daytime because we know that he's not going to come out in the daytime. Uh, fool y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, old homegirl from Vice, you know, um, Jack's little boo thing. She you knows side piece. She comes up there. You know, they say, hey, you know, we're going to put you up under arrest. You know, she was telling them, she's like, look, commissioner, I know you and you and a whole bunch of y'all. Y'all have really done something wrong. And this is not going to get away because this is Cordell. They're like, nah, Cordell's dead. They're like, no, Cordell is alive. He is the one that's killing everybody. He is doing all these murders. They're like, nah, nah, nah. You know, whatever you saying, you know we ain't gonna listen to you because you know too much and so they're gonna like well we're gonna arrest her and so they like bring this other dude in and he was like you know what since i'm arrest you i'm not gonna put the handcuffs on you he was like you know what i'm saying he's like why don't you slide me them draws and stuff and then after that, I book you. And she just like, ew, gross. You know what I'm saying? And then he gonna get all mad and shit at her. I'm like, well, I don't know what you getting mad for just because you got rejected because that shit is nasty. Like, you just as, you just as corrupt as, like, them in there. And so he put the cuffs on her and then Cordell was already in the building so he got who he needed to get. He got... Richard Roundtree and the other uh commissioner and stuff. So he was like, Yay, I'm like already like going up on the food chain from all these fools that like, you know, put me in prison and they murk me up in there. And so I mean, like I said, in the pier, he 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 woke up, you know, he woke up the violence. He really did. He was like, I'm done, I'm finna get everybody. And so Oh, like Cordell bust out. She's like, ah, you know, and Cordell says, swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. Shanked the old uh, cop dude that was like trying to put the moves on her. 
And she's handcuffed to him. She's like, oh, stop. You know, she's dragging him and dragging him. That's a strong bitch right there. That girl was strong. She dragged him in the room. And, you know, she got the handcuffs off and stuff. And she threw that chair throughout their window. She got out of that. And she was walking, you know, getting away on the ledge. And then, you know, Jack's like, oh, stop. You know, my lady, you know, my, my boo thing, my side piece. You know, she in trouble. You know, so he, like, got the running. They caught him. Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? They threw him in the paddy wagon. You know, they was like, yay, we got you. You the one that, like, murdered. Now you done murdered three other people and stuff. And she was just like, damn, I got to go save my man right there. You just cheating ass. Cheating on his wife with me ass. And <laughs> it did... Old Cordell got in the paddy wagon. He was like, fuck it, I'm finna kill this dude and stuff. You know, I was like, dang, Cordell, what did he do to you? Nothing. You killed his wife. And then I was just like, damn, Cordell. But then in the plot, though, if you think about it, he really wasn't even, he wasn't even really thinking about his wife. Or he wasn't distraught about it. In a weird-ass way, he was kind of, like, glad she was out the way. I'm like, damn, man, that's harsh. So, but he was really trying. But really, Jack was, like, very selfish. He really was. He was a very selfish guy. And if I was, like, his, like, little boo thing, I would be like, I don't know about this little relationship. They probably broke up, like, a couple of months afterwards, you know, after everything settled down. And so... She was like, man, step on it. She got into, like, the cop car, little cop dude and everything. They were chasing, did this little high-speed chase and stuff. So they went back to Pier 14. Um, you know, Cordell, he got out. You know, he was like, yeah, I'm finna, like, kill this dude. And then, you know, old girl, she had that shotgun. She said, boom, boom. You know, shooting at him and shit. And then, like, old cop dude, he was shooting at him. Man, he got, he got, he got, he got gone, too. He got got, too, and everything. And so, Cordell, like, forget it. I'm finna, like, get in this, like, paddy wagon truck. He was, like, driving and stuff. And then, you know, he, then you had, like, Jack doing the old Briscoe County shit and everything. Like, he on a horse and stuff. Because Bruce Campbell was actually pretty good, like, doing his stunts. But he didn't do his stunt with this one and stuff. But it was, like, pretty cool, though. And so he got on the side of the, like, the, like, paddy wagon. You know, they were like, psh, 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 you know. And then, like, Bruce Campbell looked, you know. I know I'm saying Bruce Campbell, Jack. It don't even matter like that. So Jack looked. He was like, oh, snap. There's, like, this big old long-ass thing, you know, this little pokey thing. It's like some dang like final destination shit you know finna come at me and they was like finna go off the pier and into the water so Cordell got like jab you know like daddy Lannister did when um Tyrion like shot his butt with the arrows and stuff it went through him and everything like I said it's some final destination stuff before final destination never been thought of and Jack was like oh snap we finna go into the water. So Jack jumped up. Oh, splash, splash, splash. And I was like, damn, that is a long ass splash. And that look, that splash looked very, very hard. Especially going in a high speed like that. Paddy Wagon done went in dang water and stuff with Cordell. So all the cops, you know, they came, you know, because they called backup earlier. They pulled the like little paddy wagon out. Shit, you didn't even see no kind of Cordell, no nothing. They like, where did he go? Where did he go? And then you seen a hand coming up out of the water and stuff. And it was Cordell. And that is it of the movie of Maniac Cop. Uh, Maniac Cop spun to like Maniac Cop 2 and Maniac Cop 3. Um, it was a very um, different movie, um, especially dealing with a police officer that has been done so wrong. And they was just trying to get rid of him because he was just doing so good. 
And he was like cracking down on so many criminals, even on the inside. Um, they didn't even, I mean, they just swept everything up under the rug. You know, they framed him. I mean, it seems like they didn't have like uh, internal affairs like coming in to see like what is going on. This very decorated, honored people looked up to them. You know, even people that was like before, you know, like after his time when he was on the force, you know, uh, Jack knew about him. He was like, you know, he was before my time. Uh, Crady said same thing too. You know, he was like, you know, around my father and stuff. And I heard so many great things about him. And they was just wondering like, wow, what really happened? And they found out the mystery um, about Cordell that he was set up and framed and sent to prison. And, you know, they probably like paid the old dudes off. You know, like I said, this ain't no Mexican with no boots on. This is a white boys with some boots. You know, shanked his ass and everything. Probably like for some ramen noodles in the commissary. You know, shit be happening like that though. Shit be happening like that in real life. And what was so unique about it is that you had Robert Z Zadar, um, especially what I was talking about, um, the the disorder that he had. Um, he was very perfect for the role. Um, he did um, some stunts and stuff before um, in the previous movies before he was casted. He was very, very perfect. He was silent um, through this movie. Uh, very, very uh, terrifying to see a six-foot cop, you know, slashed face, not saying anything. And you're like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> what is going on? And he and it and he really pulled it off um very well because of his build, uh the way how he looked. Like I said, he was very you you know, his face was very unique. Um, not saying anything and uh most of the times when you have a really uh good actor that can pull something off, uh just not, you know, just not being verbal all through the whole movie. I mean, it says a lot right there, and it's very, very impressive. Um, I read some of the stuff, like, what he did. Uh, he did teach classes and stuff like that. You know, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, that's pretty interesting right there. But, um, again, like, with Bruce Campbell, um, I'm going to be touching on him, too, like I did with uh, Robert Zar, Tazar. Uh, Bruce Campbell, he, like, literally was building up his portfolio, his career, uh, when he did Maniac Cop, um, he was not a, uh, you know, he was, I, how would I put it like this? Um, he was very familiar with, um, the action, um, with stunts and stuff like that. I know there was like some stunts that he probably couldn't pull, but he was, he, 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 he pulled like some of his stunts and, and he was just like, he was still cute, but God dang it. This is the one role that um I didn't like him in, but he was very, very selfish. Uh, the way how I look at it is that like, you know, you 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 doing something really, really, really sneaky and and it's very disrespectful. Um, why don't you get a divorce? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And then old girl and stuff, his little his little side piece. Um, she had so many um she had so many choices to say, like, no, but she was like I guess it was the booty chin or the cleft chin. We call it a booty chin. Well it is called a cleft chin, really. I guess the booty chin got her right there and stuff. But, you know, he he was I I've I think to me he was like his character was less liked because of like his infidelity, but he did uh save somewhat the day, but it actually uh you know for the mystery to be solved about Matt Cordell, he did do good with that. But they didn't catch Matt Cordell because he, at this time, you know, he didn't already like, you know, he already burnt it down from the pier when they pulled out the paddy wagon. And 
and and and the way how he um you know how he acted in the movie and you know what he Bruce actually did um do a really good job of playing this asshole um it, who cheat who was cheating on his wife and then got framed and then he's trying to do everything to clear his name and not one bit he just did not like say oh my god my wife is dead you know, not even in no parts of it. No, my God, my wife is dead. Did not cry. Did not nothing. I mean, didn't even show like he was boohooing about her, like to the girl. I mean, at least you do break down somewhat through the film. I mean, I know you're trying to survive for your life and, and clear your name and shit. And there's like this dude that's either dead or undead or whatever, but still. Dang man, yeah, he he acted, he really did. But it was really, really uh great to like see Bruce Campbell, you know, still in his younger days. I mean, just doing a lot of stuff, and he is, he's like pretty much the hard. There's a lot of hardworking actors out there, and he's one of them too. Well, anyway, that is enough of my time right there. In our next podcast, we're going to be talking about Sundown with Bruce Campbell. He plays a vampire hunter, Robert Van Helsley. And this like whole movie is centered around vampires that actually live in a town called Purgatory. And is ran by Robert Carradine. Kill Bill. But he ain't killing. He's more of like, let's be docile vampires and live in a town and you know we're not gonna suck but kind of like had like a i think it was kind of like a start of like true but but then again i kind of think about it i was like hmm, maybe charlene harris seen sundown and she got the idea with like the synthetic blood and then a town of vampires and stuff pretty interesting could be a theory but anyways i am your host casey lacy And this is the Random Horror Show, and you have lovely cheap taste and podcast listening. You have a good night, and thank you.